0: Jennifer.
1: Hello, Richard. How are you? I'm fabulous.
0: I feel like I haven't seen you for at least five minutes. No. <laughs> a couple of weeks.
1: It's been a while. I have missed you. In fact, when I came to work today, I was like, I always try to give gratitude where it deserves it, right? But I'm like, I'm mad. I had a little moment of going, not fair.
0: <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> And I got to say, my Wi-Fi seems to be acting up, so what are you going to do?
1: You see um, wifey or Wi-Fi? Uh,
0: yes, my wifey. Is, <laughs> that's, that sounds like a Monty Python skit. Um, all right, Luana. Let's ask Luana to come in because, obviously, uh, the class has, like, had a week off. You might as well get the class in here. No,
1: they say no, they haven't. I've had so much that I've been, like, so many clients, there's been a lot of cases that have I've been dealing with You've been,
0: they've been helping you that's great
1: yeah it's been a very interesting very yeah. interesting um but okay hold on <laughs> she literally just went like this to like put like get the dust off of her from sitting there for so long or whatever since we haven't talked since we haven't done this um but they, she's been talking to us individually and separately and she said that you had some decisions to make and it feels like on Sunday, so I'm not sure if you had something going on or something that you were looking at that you had to make decisions about.
0: Could be, could be, that's fine, um, but let's ask Lou to look at her her clipboard.
1: I know, I just, and I'm looking at mine, I just, I just looked at her, and I'm like, am I reading rich right now? Come on. <laughs> um, I'm being shown somebody that was in, he performed at the Staples Center when it, when we hit 2000 the year 2000 which is so scary that was 21 years ago that is frightening
0: that is scary um
1: when everybody thought the computer systems were going to crash um oh my god i cannot believe i can't remember i don't know his name well maybe i should ask
0: well lou if you want him to come forward is it is that somebody who wants to speak to us or is that somebody
1: somebody like him either the name or somebody like him Sunset Highway?
0: Oh, you mean like the Eagles?
1: Yes. Okay, yeah. sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, the Eagles. You showed, uh, showed me the E. I sound like the biggest dingbat, you guys. I, mean, I apologize. Well, uh,
0: listen, here's the thing. It could be the guy who was with the Eagles who passed away. I can't think of his name. Sorry. Um, uh, Glenn Frey. Thank you. He died? Uh, yeah, he passed away. Yeah, sure. Uh, the couple ago, a
1: couple
0: years ago. A year or two ago. Um, okay
1: he came through and I'm like, dude, you're still alive. Like I thought he was still alive. So I thought they were showing me him. Well, Luana,
0: is that who you want to speak to? Or is this related to an Eagle?
1: You know what it's related to, I guess it's related
0: to an Eagle. Okay. I just want to ask Lou, you know, yeah. does she, does she want Glenn to come forward? I mean, we can ask him or I'm.
1: It says Glenn's a slow learner. Hold on.
0: <laughs> okay. But here's why I had somebody pop into my head yesterday and this morning when I asked her, who do you want to talk to? And it wasn't somebody that I know or knew, but he was, it's somebody that passed away recently. And so, um, and he was a pilot. He was an Air Force general pilot, somebody I'm sure you don't know that much about. But is that who you want us us to speak to, Lou, or is it, or Glenn Fry? Glenn is fine. We can talk to him too. No,
1: it's the person that you were talking about.
0: Okay, his first name is Chuck. Okay. And he's a, uh, he was an Air Force general.
1: Oh, they're like, Jennifer, we showed you a plane, you'd go to Amelia Earhart. You wouldn't have gotten any of it.
0: Oh, okay, so that makes sense. Because
1: I'm, like, well, I'm yelling at them quietly going, why the F did you like it?
0: <laughs> Well, no, it, she got it. I mean, by showing me an eagle, in my mind, flight, eagle flight, fast guy. I don't know. I'm, I'm making that up, but it felt right.
1: Okay. Well we're irrespective of that, let's just go with
0: Yeah. This. And so all right, so Lou L- 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 is Chuck ready to talk to us?
1: Yeah, he is. You already okay, is he correlated to an astronaut as well?
0: Uh he could be. And of course, you know, people in his world. He was a pretty famous guy. And okay. Uh, I
1: don't think I, Let's let me go let me go along the lines because I'm getting the guy that also I don't know if we've talked to him. Um, I just keep getting shown Toy Story, um, Buzz Lightyear,
0: um. Buzz Lightyear, well, yes, there's your astronaut, <laughs> and there's, uh, I mean, there are astronauts that he knew and was friends with, but this guy, Chuck, was a famous pilot, and he was, a uh, the, you've heard the term, the right stuff, that was, yeah. he coined that phrase in his autobiography, uh, his last name is Yeager, Chuck Yeager, um. You don't know that much about him. I don't know that much about him. But he popped into my head yesterday. I know he passed away at 97, you know, this past week. Um, and I just thought, I specifically said this morning to Luana, you know. Did
1: you say 90, the year 97 or 97? Nine
0: no, he was 97 years old.
1: 97 years old.
0: Holy yeah. And, and he passed away this week. And okay. so many considered him to be like, a, you know, hero's hero. Right. and and again i i wasn't looking to talk to chuck but he popped into my mind yesterday when i was in the kitchen and i thought oh that's funny and then this morning i asked her specifically lou who do you want me to talk to and i heard chuck jagger so,
1: okay, so let me tell you what was popping in my head while you were talking please like i did a fly by no pun intended coming by it's, and then i'm asked, was... and then i'm having my own conversation with them like so were, did you were you losing it i mean you were 97. He goes. Because that was sharp as a tack until the last couple of years.
0: I believe it. Yeah.
1: And then he said that um, he did brain
0: exercises. Okay. That was... Um, brain exercises. Like, what did you do, Chuck? I, I Cross mean, the,
1: crosswords, crosswords. And then he's looking at a tablet showing me that there's certain things. Dealing with aeronautical, like... He was constantly being given stuff even throughout his life to look at and looks like blueprints either of planes. You helped a lot hold on. Hold on a second. He helped a lot of engineers, it feels like. Okay. And it's it felt like speed and velocity.
0: Speed and velocity. And and Jennifer, just to be clear, you don't know who Chuck Yeager is.
1: No, I don't. You the only thing I know is you telling me, I know Yeagermeister. But you telling me that he no I have, have no idea who he is, and the fact that you said you know the right stuff that gave the right
0: that. stuff. Okay, so so Chuck, I you know, and we've been doing this a while, and the fact that you tapped me on the shoulder, he said something
1: me... about breaking the sound barrier too.
0: That's exactly right. He was the guy who broke the sound barrier. Shut up! I'm not That's... shutting up. No way! <laughs> that is way. <laughs> so he's the guy. This is the guy, historically that no that did that. So Chuck, he was
1: trying to show it to me, like he was trying to physically show it to me, and then he just went, boom, and made me hear it. But I'm like, you're a pilot, you didn't break this on. But with everything that he was leading that was leading up to it, with all of the things that he kept, when he was showing me how he kept his mind going, mm-hmm. um, and how he helped engineers, that's fascinating. fascinating.
0: And, and he also had, you know, they celebrated it recently, the 50th anniversary, and then after that, I think it was like the 85th anniversary. And they took him up in a plane, and they had him do it again, you know. And in the 50th anniversary, he did it himself. And the 85th, he went with oh
1: He just showed me President Bush Senior and how he. I remember him jumping out of a plane or going yeah. driving at like 90, whatever, at whatever age he was. Sure. No, he said he didn't do that. <laughs> That's funny. Not him.
0: Now I just read something in your obit, Chuck, uh, New York Times. You said you were always afraid of death. In your That's
1: life, he showed me. So he showed me how you know, Bush Sr. jumped out of a plane. He's like, I would never do
0: that. So, talk to us about your experience once you crossed over. Who was there to greet you? My mother. Your mother?
1: Mother, father, cousin. He said he had hundreds of people over there.
0: Uh, I think he had a son, Michael, who passed away
1: yeah. Yeah, early was, in life. And he had, he had like three kids. Two of which are living or gone? I think two of them are living. I mean, you said Michael, but I felt like there was...
0: I, you might have three still on the planet. I don't know. You said three, but your okay. wife, you were married to her for a long, long time. Was She passed away, I think, in 91. And we're, what was that like? And so the, describe it to us because you're an explorer. And so we're getting the firsthand experience when you crossed over and saw your mother what was that like was it happy was it sad what was the experience
1: he couldn't believe it he was a bit of a, he was a bit of a skeptic
0: okay
1: he wasted a lot of time not debating about the afterlife but didn't want to be he didn't want to be a part of the
0: afterlife <laughs> very funny so
1: he says he studied I mean, in this case, I don't want to make this general because he was a pilot, but he's showing me things that I feel like I need to say. He keeps on showing, showing me like the universe and the stars and how fast you can go, like how energy, there's no trapping of energy over there. And how the black, like then he's showing me the black holes and then he's showing me how-
0: Have you gone through a black hole, Chuck?
1: I died. <laughs>
0: No, no, but I mean, you travel through, you're you're describing traveling through deep space, which people do, and we've heard it. You can fly once you're on the flip side. Have you gone through a black hole or just gone by one? That's my question.
1: It's a lot more complicated than that. Okay. Hold on. It's interesting because he says all the black holes are directly related, and he's showing me the Earth's atmosphere. And then you show me people.
0: Huh. We've talked to a number of people about this, Chuck. We've talked to Stephen Hawking. You'll see oh, him in our he, class. He
1: okay. Ugh. You showed me Stephen. Stephen Hawking came in when we were talking about it.
0: But That's the idea, he's, he said to us, it's very complex. It's not It's not like a portal, but it is like a portal. So in this discussion, and it's a general discussion about black holes because – you know, we're talking to someone who knows what observationally what that looks like. But so Chuck, just come back to the you So you cross over and your mother is there and then other people. Now, how did, when you saw your mom, did you see her as a young girl or, or how did you see her?
1: A very young mother and how she would hold on. And kind of how she she got she was upset (laughs) about something, but it brought him back to his childhood. He said that he drove her crazy. (laughs) He would be like what ADD kids are now, like just crazy,
0: doing adventures and creating problems and
1: couldn't figure out where he was. Like he was always running around.
0: (laughs) That's sweet, Um, and And
1: then he showed me her heart and it's almost like their hearts were the same like the same color mm. you know how we okay thank you how we say our heart is our calling card to our loved ones on the other side mm. that's what he's saying it's truly energetically what the same the same It was fascinating to see
0: and now uh, let me ask you uh, some other questions that Most people aren't aware of your history and life, but I did look it up this morning in preparation for talking to you. So you were an ace pilot in World War II, and you shot down a number of Germans, uh, you know, in the battle.
1: Said I met them when I died.
0: (laughs) Well, that's my question. So please, what was that like to meet someone you had shot down? I mean, did you recognize them instantly or how did, how did you become aware that they were a victim of, of oh, battle?
1: Fascinating. So he said, he goes, hold on." he keeps saying it was a celebration. Like we all played our part. He goes, he's showing me literally like a pie and how each piece made the whole, made the whole pie and they congratulated them. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, you should, he goes, no, that never even crossed anybody's mind. It was.
0: Oh, there you are.
1: It's like, we did it.
0: Like actors on stage coming off stage after a very difficult performance, something like that? Yes. Finger on the nose. For those listening on the podcast, Jennifer just tapped her nose as if to say, Correct.
1: <laughs> you want to me that along, And it's only funny because I, I only get it here. It's so weird.
0: All right. So beyond that, Chuck, and if you don't mind me asking these questions, please, but I, I was curious because you did 170 bombing missions, B 25 missions in Vietnam.
1: Yeah, and that's. Hold on one second. Wow. I think 125 were successful.
0: So do, you, do those people appear in your life review?
1: Not individually, but as a collective.
0: But as a collective. And just describe for us. I mean, you know what we're doing here. We're trying to help people navigate the planet, especially in times of stress.
1: Ah, that's why he was so afraid to die. was because of all the people he killed
0: so he was there was a fear that that he would have to retribution on some level so what was it like to realize that that doesn't exist or that you had some other experience of a connection of the piece of the pie which is a beautiful analogy peaceful peaceful wow
1: i finally you know they say rest in peace But we have no idea what that means. (laughs) Peaceful. He just showed me. He's just like, it all made sense. I knew my part. And I was congratulated. I had the toughest mission. They just said it was easy to die. I'm the one that had the toughest mission because I had to live with that.
0: beautifully said
1: and my heart hurt because of it I couldn't sleep I would sleepwalk I held on I should have died when I was 84 I held on because I was determined not to go you know and at some point when I was Coming in. When I was 72, he said he had a chance to leave the planet and I still made it, I still made it through. He goes, here it was my, <laughs> okay, thank you, hold on, so, oh, wow, he was just not supposed to die.
0: So, so was it, it was it an illness or was it a possible accident, plane related or?
1: I couldn't breathe. He's just showing me he couldn't breathe. Okay, so, so
0: so it was related to health, and not a physical incident that happened like out in a cockpit or something like that. Not that it matters.
1: Felt like pneumonia because I'm feeling just felt like pneumonia. But what he's saying is that in his coding, in his encoding, he was not supposed to die. So that made him able to do all the things that he was supposed to do with the wars that he was in. And then it also made it, but it still carried on when his body was giving out, it still carried on that he wasn't going to (laughs) die.
0: Well, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like beyond what he was doing
0: so chuck you just mentioned encoding like an encoding in a person's journey is that true for everybody
1: he just showed me so some of the encoding it's so interesting i just saw like a professional athlete i just saw kobe bryant he's probably right there um i just saw a musician and they showed me myself with being able to talk to them you know it's in our i wanted to ask a different question it's in our energy field.
0: It's in our energy field. So, so like I- the blueprint, the blueprint of who we are, you know, tap on the nose, the blueprint of who we are, it's within our blueprint. How did, so let's go back to the moment if you can.
1: All of you, our lifetimes.
0: All of our lifetimes. But I want you to go back, Chuck. Wait, to the,
1: Wait one second. Wait one second. Okay. Each lifetime, we still, we're still dealing with whatever it is that we're supposed to be doing, Right and it's our job to get better and better and better. Remember how he told uh Junior Sehault showed us the baton how we pass the baton to our better self and how we collectively what we collectively do? Right. Um shoot show me again. Hold on. I know, stop making fun of me. <laughs> he says I'm entertaining watching my hand go. Well thank God.
0: Well that's good.
1: Wow. So we accumulate all these memories from our past lives and when it when the time comes they pop in so whatever's affecting us good bad or indifferent we're able to feel by doing certain things we're able to feel what we've done before
0: and overcome an obstacle is that right So,
1: so one of the obstacles thank you that they showed me before i started coming before i came out of my my you know i talked to dead people closet Because I have many closets, apparently. Um, It was so challenging. I was so scared. It was like almost like like I couldn't. It suffocated me. I thought I was going to die. Well, if you think about it, all the times that I did this work, let's just say, even if you don't believe in this in past, all the
0: times you did this work, you did get suffocated and you did get drowned or whatever.
1: Right, and so it was very. But once I got over the hump of that and started bringing in the other aspects where I was the healer years and years, you know, thousands of years ago when it was okay or whatever.
0: Well, Chuck, related to that, coming out of the closet that we have in our, over our many lifetimes, when you chose this lifetime, when you were at your life selection process, let's just call it that. When you were becoming, deciding, I'm going to be Chuck, I'm going to be this pilot. I'm going to do these things. Why did you choose to do these things? Or if you can access that information
1: interesting because he's saying he was also a pilot in another war for another country and killed the americans so it wasn't just one-sided where he only killed like his life was always for the country was always for the um getting the oppression out of the country hold on he says he would have been in it like it meant so much to him about justice that he would have been an attorney if he thought it would have helped
0: another form of aerial combat so just to clarify um you're showing jennifer that in a previous lifetime you were like a pilot could have been world war one could have been at some other point for another country actually
1: actually felt it felt like he was germany it was in germany
0: in world war one is that correct because you were born in 1923 the world war one ended right around that time period but were you a a, is that what you're saying you recollect yeah, a german pilot
1: you, he showed me a pilot and i actually went because it was so like i went to were you part of the wright brothers you know because i'm thinking like maybe that was a past life or something like that and he's like yeah. no he's like no 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 and then he showed me germany i'm like well how could you be okay germany, the, pilot for germany. the red
0: baron you remember snoopy and the red baron famous I, german I, I, pilot
1: i used to like the pizza
0: <laughs> the the sour Well, that's an interesting point of view for our audience who are tuning in and saying, What? You're saying that Chuck Yeager like fought for Germany and then became, you know, this hero that fought against Germany. But if you, he's like true story. That's- so true story. Thank you. But if you can just talk about that, like the journey, how do, you know how does that work? I mean, here you are, you're explaining to people still on the planet how you can communicate to us.
1: Oh, that's so fascinating. Wow, okay, so I'm like, I actually looked, instead of like, do you meet your past lives selves? And he's like, no. He goes, you get the footage and the memories from all your past lives. So that's why when you get congratulated, you know, when he was being congratulated, he said that was from all the, okay, so.
0: So it included his fellow friends who were pilots. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty cool. It's kind
1: of like, it's kind of like, hey, you did more for us than we did for you, you know, or whatever side you were on at the time. He said it. everything equals out is a balance.
0: So let me ask you a little bit about the process.
1: He just told me, he goes, remember how you did something, you know, apparently I dunked some witches because I was just done with like being dunked myself. Yeah. He's just saying, it's kind of like that. You're you're still dealing with your energy field that's dealing with this, right? But, and your job is to do something better, but you, you can't know what to do if you haven't had the alternative.
0: Wow. Okay. Very good. So it's the alternative would be whatever that is. In Jennifer's case, she's talking about a a recollection of a lifetime where she was somebody who harassed witches back in the Salem days where she would dunk people. And when she realized that it was like a startling thing. It was awful. And I looked
1: ugly and I was big and gross.
0: But that idea of flip side of going back and forth on the two sides and you keep working on things. So in terms of Process, Chuck. I my question to you was, how how was it that you, you know you got to the flip side, and I got this message that you wanted to speak to us. Did you reach out to Luana first, and she put that idea in my head, or how did that work out?
1: Oh, actually, John Lennon.
0: Very good, John. Um, John. And
1: so got, you. And I know that you've, I've seen your post, his birthday or his his anniversary of his death, I think.
0: 40th anniversary, yeah, two days ago.
1: Right. Three days ago. when he said, I know I'm not thinking of, I know. But he
0: showed you, John. So we can ask John. Let's just ask John really quickly, Chuck. Uh, John, how, if this is accurate, is that accurate, John? Did you pop this idea into Chuck's head that he could converse with Jennifer?
1: With With Luana, and Luana reached out to him. Yes.
0: Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the reference. And, uh, you know, we, we have spoken to you before, John, I don't want to let you get away too quickly, but just mm-hmm. wanted to say that when we talk about you, is this something that you appreciate? Is this something that you like for us to do or is this, or is it you prefer people just listen to the yeah. music?
1: Julian can actually hear him now. Yes.
0: That's beautiful. And John, said, the,
1: the, the white feathers again. The white
0: feathers. Okay, for people don't understand understand that reference. John left a message for his son Julian that if if he could reach to him from the flip side, he would reach to him through a white feather, which happened, and he created a foundation out of that. John, the the message that I post that Jennifer's referring to is I talked about how the song Imagine, your song that you wrote with Yoko, that song. Is a description of what the flip side is like. There's no religion, there's no et cetera, et cetera. Is that accurate?
1: It's not completely accurate. Hold on. He says, Oh, that's so interesting. It's even better than that song because you don't have a pro you couldn't really convey it in a song, but you don't, when you go to the when you go to the afterlife, the flip side, you don't have an issue with yourself at any point in time you're on the planet. So we always think of, oh, good times or whatever going on here, but even the bad times are going to be considered good over there because it's still part of the puzzle piece.
0: Part of the experience. Right. Wow. That's pretty profound. Thank you. Anything you would like to say to your friends and family and people who are tuning in and saying what?
1: I felt all the love we still feel the love. And he said, I was sleeping in it. I was draped in it. I felt so much love. It's hard to believe. Oh, that's another question I wanna ask him. Wow. That's interesting. I'm like, how long does it seem like you were gone for? And he says, yesterday, like two days ago.
0: We've talked about that time on the flip side feels relatively completely different than here. You know, We asked uh, Prince what it was like having a conversation with him, picking it up two months later. And he said, like a comma. And we've talked to other people. It feels like five years feels like, oh, what did we say? 25 years feels like five minutes. That's what somebody described it to us. So we've heard that consistently. It, because you're outside of time, stuff that happened, 25 50 years ago feels like 20 minutes ago
1: well is how that correct I saying the eagles concert i'm like i could like that was in 2000 that's crazy yeah yes.
0: 21 years ago sure it f- doesn't feel that way though that part of it the musical resonance well chuck i don't i don't want to boot you out of the chair but what else i'm you know john thank you for chatting with us briefly, and please, if you have more you want to say, step in, but Chuck, before we let you go, what? Go ahead.
1: No, Aretha Franklin came in.
0: It's a crowd in here. I know. She's got a movie coming out. Is, Aretha, you want to talk about that?
1: Yes, she does. How about that? We're doing promotions for the flip side.
0: <laughs> there you go. What's up? How do You like that movie? Jennifer Hudson's playing you.
1: She's like, are you kidding me? She makes me look amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good. I'm glad you like it already.
1: Yeah. She said that, she goes, don't kid yourself. That movie was a long time in the making of like a, compi- is it a com- compilation of everything? It's like one, hold on. I don't know anything about the movie, but let me, let me I'm not
0: referring we- to the Sydney Pollock movie, which we've I talked know. about. But this new movie. movie that she's right. doing.
1: It's about something specific. It's not about her life.
0: I don't know. Oh, okay. Something had happened, an event.
1: Or things that were surrounding an event. It could be her childhood. I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Could it be her start in the business? Because that was pretty dramatic. That's it. Are they accurate? Are they, got, are they on the money? Or does it matter?
1: They're glorifying it a little bit. <laughs>
0: well, you are pretty glam and you are pretty glorious.
1: you just showing me pictures. Did she... Sing in church or something like that. She keeps on referencing. So I guess her dad—he's a priest or something—a
0: preacher. That's correct. And in the documentary, which you have not seen, we interviewed her about that. Sydney Pollack, member of our class, made a movie where she was in the theater and in a church, and she sang, and she transports into another world while she's singing. Beautiful. And her father was there, who was a preacher, and he was sitting in the front row appreciating her voice.
1: It actually makes reminds me of when I talked about my dad. We were in a, when I saw him, we were in a church and it looked like the church now that's being brought back to me. I'm like, maybe it's just a standard church everybody sees. Because <laughs> it wasn't biblical. Like it didn't have, it wasn't like a big Catholic church. or yeah, pillars. My dad said if he showed me the Mormon church, I probably would have thought I did, some, did something wrong. And then, <laughs> you know, whatever is whatever the least resistance to your subconscious going after it.
0: All right, speaking of church, Lou, I did have a question that was put to me, and I'm going to ask you if we should address this question now.
1: Yes, with discernment.
0: Okay, and uh, you know me, I like to squeeze everything in while I have you. I want to ask, I want to reach out to um, um, Miriam, Miriam. Okay. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: I have no idea who you're talking
0: Does about. Does Luana, do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. So can Miriam come forward and talk to us for a few minutes? Why did I see
1: Joan of Arc?
0: Wow. Um, ancient, historical figure, famous for being religious, Miriam. Not Joan, but Miriam.
1: No, I know it's not Joan, but I just felt...
0: Yeah, but that's an ancient historical figure, figurine. It's
1: not somebody that, not somebody that passed away recently.
0: Not somebody- correct, correct. And so, Miriam, if you would plump yourself down in our chair here. First of all, thank you. Second of all, what does she look like to you? What is, how is she presenting herself, if she can? She
1: has a ponytail. She, has her, she seems like... She feels, the way she's appearing herself to me, she's very, I, I, I'm guessing, not guessing, but I saw a nun and I saw her hair, but I'm not, like, I saw her hair being back. Yeah, don't
0: judge it, that's fine.
1: In a ponytail.
0: Dark hair, light hair?
1: Dark hair, brown hair, like sandy blonde. Color
0: eyes? Um, They feel green to me. Green, greenish? And look very carefully at her. Does she look? uh, She look um,
1: young. Looks
0: young. Does she she look, let's say, Palestinian for lack of a better term? Does she look French? Does she look Caucasian? Does she look Asian? What does she look like?
1: A mixture. Because I feel like her skin looks
0: olive. Mm -hmm. So, Miriam, have you reincarnated since you your lifetime that I'm going to ask you about? Yes. Many times? Many times. Many times. And I, so I want to ask you about your uh, husband. I want to ask you why you chose him as your husband, the guy that you married and had children with. What was, your, what was it about him that attracted you and why did you – did you know him from a previous lifetime? or?
1: Yeah, she showed me the Egyptian era. Or
0: and so when you saw him, you recognized him. His eyes. His eyes. Okay, very good. And was She's and was
1: terrified. Though there's something about her being terrified of it.
0: Terrified of him, or terrified of of the idea of being with him, or I mean, I think I understand. I
1: just mean. feel like she wanted to be in a monastery or something like that.
0: I see, but instead, she became the mother of this person's children. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want you to put in Jennifer's mind who your husband was. Huh. Don't judge it.
1: I just see somebody that's of power and it feels like Scotland. I don't know, but it's not, I don't know. Power
0: I'm, is correct. And that could have been later on in another lifetime. But I'm going back a long time. Let's say, for lack of a better term, 2,000 years ago.
1: So is that, like, over in the Middle East?
0: Yes. We're talking about um, – uh-oh, the helicopter's coming to get me. We're talking about somebody who lived in, let's, for lack of a better term, a place called Magdala, which is in the Sea of Galilee. Oh, yeah, yeah okay okay and there's no way to show me that and what is your i mean what do you prefer people would call you is it miriam or mary or this person from magdala
1: magdalene mary
0: mary magdalene okay that's what you prefer so would you show jennifer the moment you met this guy that you married What what was that like? Was he was he outside or inside, or how did you guys meet?
1: I cannot believe she showed me him
0: too.
1: I was so confused. Um. So we're talking about Jesus, correct? Correct. So she showed me that, and it was my own doing because I kept going into a monastery. It's okay. She wasn't.
0: That's why I asked it this way. I'm not trying to fool you or trick you or do any of that stuff, but I wanted to know her perspective because nobody asked her about what her journey was like. I know that you had your own following. I know that you had people who, who followed you and listened to you. Is that correct? I mean, people, you had your own group of people who listened to you.
1: It felt like she went against her family and that's how like she went against Something, dealing with her family.
0: Um, To follow this guy or to follow her heart?
1: To follow her heart.
0: So against her family, to follow her heart. Okay, thank you. And so what did you see in this guy that made you say, this is the guy?
1: She said she saw the same thing in him as she did in herself.
0: Now, if we can just shift this focus for a second, if you don't mind, without judging it, and I'm asking the audience not to judge it either. Shift your focus into this Jesus fellow, seeing Mary Magdalene for the first time, when he realized either that he knew her from before or that this was going to be somebody he was going to be with. Why did you choose her?
1: He was told. He was told that he was going to be with her. That was left out of the books he
0: said. told prior to incarnation told to your higher self or all of, it. All all of it. it and also people coming up to him and saying you're going to meet she's going to have dark hair and blah 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 and so when you saw her you what recognized her
1: yeah oh my god that's so funny she said she was in sheep's clothing i don't know what that means i know um hold on
0: you mean dressed like something somebody else kind of a thing.
1: Yeah. She was in hiding or she was having to hide or something. She
0: was was that related to her family like she ran away from home and then parents were looking for her and Yes. I'm guessing. And and so when you when you saw her and connected with her What did you see in her is what my question is, because people have a really hard time to wrap their mind around the idea that you might've been with somebody and, and had children with them. And that is kind of what Jennifer and I have been talking to you about for a long time without upsetting people's lives. What did you see in her?
1: He said he saw the universe in her. He saw heaven. He saw heaven. He saw home.
0: Wow. That question was asked to me this week by somebody who's helping me with this book. And he said, you know, it's going to be hard for people to hear that they might have been together. But but he said, I got a message from Jesus to tell you to ask Jennifer, what did he see in her? Oh. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, Mary, let's go back to you for a second, my dear. And we love talking to him. And, of course, what happens when we talk to him is we all get caught up in the emotion of talking to him. Not that you're any different, but let's just focus on you for a minute, please. The way we've heard the story is that after he survived the ordeal that he went through, the two of you, or you yourself, went off to the south of France. It wasn't France.
1: Yes, and Mary,
0: Yes, and did you have a following there? Did you have a group of people who took care of you? They
1: showed me Sarah.
0: Okay, very good. Sarah being her daughter, and
1: funds that were there. Yeah, they got
0: fund. Did you say F U N?
1: Um, funded. It feels. Oh, like.
0: funded. Okay, they got funded there. So people were there to help.
1: Very much so.
0: And what was that like for you? Was that was that difficult, or was that? What was the adventure like for you being with your daughter in this foreign country? They didn't speak your language or maybe they did. I don't know.
1: She had to change things. That's so interesting. She had a whole, so wait, hold on. She had the task of bringing forth the books that she, like the, some of Christ's work, as well as the books that um, Mary Magdalene wrote. And she so, was, so I'm feeling like Sarah was the one that was in charge of distributing that later.
0: Wow. So the, the Gospel know. of Mary, as it's known in the Apocrypha, or people who claim that there was a, is that accurate? That is your, your book. And, and in, in it, you sort of complain about some of the apostles who were jealous of you. Were they not aware of your marriage? Because we've heard that that your marriage was in secret. We've heard. I've heard. So, But they weren't even aware of it, most people.
1: It didn't matter. They were aware of any – they didn't understand why he spent so – they were – it'd be like being jealous. So they were jealous of any time spent with him or away from – they felt like they were so important. Why is he spending time with –
0: And if we can clarify, in this time period, marriage wasn't the way it is now. You don't find the person you love and then you spend time with them. You had an arranged marriage and the wife did her thing and you were supposed to do your thing, et cetera, et cetera. So this was even off the charts, this idea of that you guys would love to hang out together because you liked each other. I mean, that's just, especially if you're married. So- if you can just talk a little bit about your observation of what we're doing, is this the right thing that we're doing? Are we on the right path here, Jennifer and I?
1: Not only are they showing this, they said yes, I was like bracing myself because I have to (laughs) take myself out of it, but
0: god forbid they say no i know
1: um they said that it they show me like the tape recorder like this is timeless because it's going to be out there forever and so it'll make much more sense later they said
0: it'll make more sense i've been telling people this about my work my whole life it'll make sense later
1: well people, people are opening up and so the more the more they get rid of the blocks that they have, or the blocking of, um, hold on. The more that they get rid of the fear and that's why Chuck showed up. T- Frozen. five four
0: three two one, fear, fear, there you go. Yeah, you, I'm all right. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, you said you were just saying, and that's why Chuck showed up to get rid of the fear.
1: Chuck showed up to show us not to have fear. And that we're all part of a bigger order. And that if you don't have fear, Or it's a waste of time to have it for starters for certain occasions. But I mean it it keeps our body alive, but there's nothing physical that we have to be worried. Well, anyway. So just go back again. They showed me so many pictures. So if we don't have fear, then we're gonna be more open to the universe and the possibilities. And there's a lot there's been a lot of clearings lately, whether it's with loved ones who have passed away, whether it's with who you thought you were before. Like your slates are becoming clean, not clean, but they're becoming open because you have to do things differently.
0: We have to do things differently.
1: And so if you have that, then you're going to be closer and more tangible to what's possible. Right? And you're going to be open to what the universe and your guidance is telling you.
0: So to recap... Thank you everybody for coming today. No fear, try to not have fear, try to love unconditionally, try not to judge what we're saying, because what we've just said to you is very unusual, I know, but try to just find what's underneath it, which is this universal message that we are gonna be okay, that life goes on, that Chuck Yeager can come by and ask us to converse about his life and his journey, that, that he can say that John Lennon was the person who introduced him to Luana so that he can converse with us, that I could ask Mary Magdalene, somebody who lived 2,000 years ago has had other lifetimes since then, could answer our questions and, specifically.
1: And she looked beautiful. I mean, but she's wearing, like, it's exactly what I would picture Mary Magdalene to look like.
0: What was she wearing? I'm sorry. I don't. At, think.
1: at the time that I saw her, she had a ponytail, long brown hair, And she was just wearing one of those white gowns, like the old, old white gowns that they had wore to bed. And then when I saw, you know, when I saw her husband and I'm like, she was like, I got the fear part, but that was because of all the things that were happening around her husband. And I got him when I saw the sandals, I didn't see necessarily anything else, but I saw the sandals and then I felt, I knew it was in the Middle East, but it was just... I'm so glad you said Miriam because immediately I would have judged it.
0: That's why I I thank you. And I tried to make it so that we could actually just converse, answer the questions without thinking too hard about like, how does this relate to the world? But so thanks to everybody. Thank to you, Jennifer. I know she's got to go and she's got other people waiting to stand by to talk to the flip side. We love you madly. And thanks everybody for showing up today.
1: Thank you. Bye
0: that again all right I'm gonna this is an addendum this is a text that just came in from Jennifer as we were finishing up go ahead
1: this is from my best friend Michelle who I love dearly she just sent me a text she said this is out of the blue but when you were talking she knew that she does know that Rich and I have potty, you know that we film every Thursday but when you were talking to Rich did Chuck Yeager, the pilot come through I was just thinking of you and popped in my mind, not sure why, and (laughs) I'm wanting to show that. I don't know if you can see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We can see that. Very good. Not sure why. All right. Very good. Jennifer, I know you got to get back to work. We love you. Sorry for the addendum, but it was worth hearing. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks for bringing us all together. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Bye.